0: Hey guys, if you're wondering how you can support the show, short of just straight up sending us money through Patreon, which we strongly encourage, there is a way at no cost to you. Please leave a comment in the comment section, hit that like button, or just share the podcast word of mouth with your friends or family, or maybe take that opportunity to introduce yourself to that weird neighbor you have. You know, the one that has all those weird pet reptiles, the curtains that never get opened, the car that never leaves the driveway, he's always got the lights on. (sighs) I don't don't know know where I was going with that. What I'm saying is because of our point of view, we are facing the ever-present looming threat of censorship, shadow banning, and being canceled. So we need your help to get the word out for Liberty Tree. We have some exciting things in the works right now and for the coming year. And if we make them happen,
1: We're all going to get laid. We
0: look forward to announcing them soon. So hit that like button, leave a comment, Help us spread the word and question everything, always. You
1: ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked
2: up? You know that feeling that the whole country is like one inch away from saying, that's it? Forget it. <coughs> Let's see where Now look. Here's Thank a house full of bees. Like you think like the honey badger cares? It so doesn't give a listen, shit. Listen, let I don't do this, But, uh, so go ahead and break them off with a little previews of the uh, remix. Just. Now, I'm not trying to be rude, but hey, pretty girl, I'm feeling you things you do, reminds me of my electric That's why I'm off in your trying to get your t- uh-huh. <laughs> t- you know, to you know, a a The feel So baby give me that, I'd out Run my, that's my and I don't care the me ignition Hot and fresh out the kitchen Mama ruling that body, got every minute he wishes She's inventing cork and rum it's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have you some fun. Bounce, 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 bounce. Come on. Now it's like murder she rolls. Once I get you out the clothes, privacy's on the door, but still they can hear screaming more. Girl, I'm feeling what you're feeling. No more hoping and wishing. I'm about to take my key and stick it in the ignition. So give me that. Let me give you that.
0: I wouldn't go so far as to say that I'm an R. Kelly fan, but I don't think I've ever heard that song before, before you played it last week. But that's a pretty decent groove. It's a fucking jam. Yeah, it's pretty catchy.
3: Yep. I remember listening to this comedian talking about R. Kelly. He's like, look, I get it. He did some, uh, maybe some questionable things and I don't want to you know, support him in that. But when you're playing me the news uh, segment about like how bad of a guy he is, don't play remix to ignition. That's my jam. <laughs> it's like, can't listen to that song and be mad at the guy at the same time. Like if you're trying to get me on your side, play something else. Wasn't he, uh, peeing on people? Was that his thing? I, that apparently, Yeah. Uh, allegedly, that was this thing, mm-hmm. and also he was involved with underage. Some underage girls. stuff, yeah, yeah. Which obviously we don't condone. And you know, to me, the term underage applies to people that are just too young for you. Also, that's a little weird <laughs> to me. Also, even if they're of age technically, like if you are sixty and you are with a twenty-something-year-old, like that, what are you doing? God didn't intend that. <laughs> All right? That's just kind of weird. I don't know. Did do you see... Yeah.
0: Did you see recently... Do you know what Scott Wiener is? He's on the San Francisco... I don't have this in front of me, but he's on ah. the San Francisco city, city Council who are just notoriously deeply connected and deeply corrupt people. Yes. But he is...
3: And the name is definitely familiar. I'm, am I confusing him with uh, the other Wiener? There's Anthony Wiener. And, and they're both just... Uh, pedophiles and perverts, as it turns out. Apparently, if you have that last name, yeah. and you hear it repeated over and over again your whole life long, so now we're getting into the conversation well. of free will, and yeah, <laughs> yeah really no such thing. <laughs> Some
0: really interesting studies about that. He's his recent thing is he's trying to uh, introduce legislation that would reduce. I think it actually might have got approved, or at least so
3: he's a member it. of the California State Senate.
0: Okay, according, according to dildo in front of me right here okay so he's trying to pass a law that would lessen the the penalties for pedophilia or being busted if 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 there if the age gap was less than 10 years <laughs> so if you're wonder I mean, why <laughs> I, I don't even want to like give the hypothetical examples but
3: yeah it's just a horrific really hear about these things i'm gonna look at a picture of this guy oh <clears throat> yeah Oh yeah. That dude is pedophile. Oh, he's obviously his last name is Wiener and he's clearly a pedophile. Yeah. Just judging on his pictures. I
0: randomly came across that and I was it made me sick to my stomach. I was like, why? What? I wish I didn't have to see this. I'm glad. I'm kind of glad I know. Cause now I've got an introduction as to what some of the mentality of these people is, but it's uh, yeah, pretty wild to see. Yeah. Um, I keep, I keep feel like I'm, I just rack up these hash marks in this Marxist clown world. Like it's, is it not obvious that there is this
3: direction of intentionally trying to destroy society? Yeah. I mean, like, it's, I feel like I'm going crazy sometimes. It does make you feel like you're going crazy because you see it. I see it. We talk about it. And then you go out into the real world and it's just like everyone's wearing a mask by themselves in their car. And you're like, how can this still be happening? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, unfortunately for you and I, we, we spend a lot of time looking into stuff. Right. And so it's almost unfair if you ever get in an argument with someone else, because they just, they don't have the time. They don't make the time to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, they could do it, but obviously everyone's got more important shit going on. We're doing it because And probably live happier lives. Oh my God. Are you (laughs) kidding me? Yeah. Well, it kind of goes back to that thing we were talking about the other day about the matrix. Uh huh. And you know, the, that movie struck a chord with people that was like no other. Yeah. We still, we, we quote that movie all the time. You use the term red pill, blue pill. Mm -hmm. Um, people, no matter their political bent or the, where they live in the country, that movie resonates. You know what's interesting to me is I've had conversations with
0: people and that about the whole notion of red red pill and blue pill. And I found, I'm like, I think there's a lot of people around me that have a false template that are applying to that ideology. You mean they Go- don't understand what it actually means? Correct, yeah. They think it means blue Blue pill, Democrat, Democrat red pill, pill, Republican. Right. And I'm, I'm listening to people say, and it takes you, you have to be, you have to get four or five minutes into a discussion. I'm like, I don't think you understand the, I'm not proposing. I took the red pill. Yeah. I started voting Republican a couple of years ago. I've never done that. That, that has been kind of, inter- it took me a while to kind of catch on to that. It's like, Oh, I think the pushback to that, to that idea is based on something that's completely false. Yeah, so that was kind of interesting.
3: It's also the, there's all there is that there's also pushback against it because if you're talking in those terms, mm-hmm. it means that you know to go back to the movie, it means that you know that there's there's a difference, right? Well, it's it's the yeah, conspiracy correct. theory thing. It's yeah. the um, the the idea of waking up to something means yeah. there's something to wake up to, and if you're truly blue pilled then you don't know about red pills or blue pills, because right. when you take that blue pill in that movie, mm-hmm. which again, it, you know, it's not just a movie. People really, really, really resonate with that. <laughs> yes, you know, a lot of people really get what that movie is talking about. Why would they? Why should you get that movie? That movie is completely fantastical. That's mm-hmm. not really what's happening, but for some reason, it strikes a chord. Yeah. Well, people. I had
0: I had kind of an. Uh, I mean, I know why. Yeah, kind of a interesting observation this was i must have been four or five years ago is that you know as i started getting like deeper into things just like exploring like alternative ideas and you know you're operating upon the notion that like what's this blind faith and that mainstream media is telling me everything for my benefit and i'm getting the full story because they just turn out to be wrong over and over and over again and then you are that there's a pretty significant and immediate overlap into conspiracy theories. And so we start to propose those ideas to people and you're talking about, I don't know, give me some, um, the Jeffrey Epstein, for example. And you're like,
3: there's,
0: can you just at least admit there's some very like ominous circumstances around his quote unquote suicide. And I would say that to people and they would get upset, like immediately upset. I'm like, I don't understand like, did you know Jeffrey Epstein? Like, <laughs> did you fly to his island? Like, why? Why, why are you upset? <laughs> did them? you I'm upset about this? <laughs> Come on, be honest.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you knew him, <laughs> and
0: I, it took me a little while to make the kind of lineal connection between the idea. Um, it comes back to something that we talk about quite a bit, and that's the idea that statism becomes people's religion. And if you are introducing the idea of a conspiracy theory. That means that the state, you know, the people that you you rely on for all of your information and essentially your world perspective and hence your religion, you have a religious infatuation to the idea of the state. I know that sounds hyperbolic, but when you break that down, it's absolutely true. Yeah. Is you are. Well, why
3: wouldn't you? You are essentially
0: loosening the underpinnings of their entire ideological foundation. And that makes people really upset
3: and you know it's you shouldn't judge people for being that way because from cradle to grave the state is involved in just about everything that you do correct at some level they have an involvement yeah you know if it's if you're talking about your your schooling that you spend 6 hours a day in as a kid or your career that you spend 8 plus hours a day and in, receive and, at least half the money I mean, for doing that work at the end of the year for, exactly you you <laughs> So you, you're dealing with their regulations your whole life. Yeah. And then when you have a career and you have a family and you get paid and you have your own money and you can do what you want with that money, name one thing you can do with that money or the government doesn't, you know, get a cut. So, right. and in order for that to keep functioning, they have to convince you that it's for the greater good. And so blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Anyways, I think that what's happening, the reason that that movie resonates, and I was telling you about another similar movie. That uh, in any movie, you, I mean, if you want, we're a, not gonna talk about Rudy again, are we? <laughs> Just hear me out, okay? <laughs> if you wanna make a movie that sells, uh, what do they sell? Tickets? Not yeah. anymore. I don't know. F- what do people do now? S- I, I understand where you're going. Go. <laughs> How do people watch movies? It's, you were absolutely asking the wrong guy. Okay, <laughs> of course. Sorry. Uh, if you wanna make a movie that sells, make a movie where the people in the movie don't realize that they're asleep. And then at the end, the twist is they wake up and realize that they've been asleep the whole time. Okay. Okay. That is a winning fucking formula. Yep. Every movie that's ever made, no matter how shitty it is, look at all of M night Salama movies. They are basically that, you know, in a nutshell, like at the end, Oh, there's a twist. We weren't really in the village. I wasn't really seeing dead people. I was actually dead. I, you know, those, okay. those movies that he made, I, I see dead people. Oh yeah. Yeah. With Bruce Willis. Right. Okay. Anyways, it's, and and that's getting a little bit out of the fringe of what I'm saying, but make Uh a movie where the people in the movie do not realize they're (laughs) asleep. And at the end of the movie, they, they realize, Oh my God, I was asleep this whole time. Why does that resonate? It resonates because as human beings, we are not meant to be slaves. Mm -hmm. We are not meant to be subjugated by some other authority. We are meant to be free. We are meant to be, Uh, autonomous individuals making our own decisions fighting in a, in a tribe against a group of lions or another tribe that is over the millennia that we've over the 300, 400, 500,000 years that human beings have been on the planet. That's been our, our motivating force. And now all of a sudden we live a completely different lifestyle And it's, it's a really deep rabbit hole to go down, but you know, the food, the drinking water, blah, 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 blah. The way we live our lives is completely different. And I propose that people feel like they're not living in reality and that one day they're just going to wake up and see the reality that's around them. Do you you think that applies to everyone though? I do. Really? Every single person, every human being alive, unless they're like already living, Unless they're a hunter-gatherer living in the Amazon, or they're already living off the land in the mountains or whatever, but I think so wait, that I wanna, it, it comes out differently. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I want to make sure that I'm understanding you correctly before you go on.
0: Is that you are? Are you kind of laying out the idea that you spend X amount of your life kind of asleep on the blue pill, and then it seemed I'm, unless I'm I, I want to no, make going. sure yeah. I want to make sure I'm understanding you correctly. That are you saying that like Eventually, everyone comes to this kind of ideological awakening, and then they wake up and understand that we're all getting jobbed here. We're all getting screwed.
3: No, I Am don't I missing think that. Yeah, I don't. Okay. <laughs> it's just like those movies. I don't think everyone uh, eventually comes to that. That's why I was asking about
0: everyone because no. it's like I I know people that they're they're just dug in.
3: They're just no. Nope, no, this is it's all good. Not everyone comes to that conclusion. Masks, Ukraine, vaccines—they uh, got it all right. But I think that deep down everyone realizes that they're living. Okay. So the movie that I watched the other night. Okay. I'm trying to try to summarize this as succinctly as I can. Gotcha. It's the 1950s. I think it was called, uh, it's going to be okay. Darling or something like that. It's 1950s. This guy wants to play for Notre Dame, right? (laughs) He just doesn't have the skills. He's five foot. Nothing. He's a hundred and nothing. He (laughs) doesn't have a speck of athletic ability. (laughs) So, uh, oh
1: God! Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I didn't want to do the Rudy
3: podcast. <laughs> so, uh, it's the 1950s. Uh, the there's a kind of a planned community. Everybody in this cul-de-sac works for the same company. Um, their wives are stay-at-home wives, mm-hmm. and everything is great. Okay, right. Everyone's happy, and it's no coincidence that the 1950s is the choice for this. Cause as we've talked about before, that was kind of the jumping off point to the incredible acceleration of the size of our government. Right. And the level of taxation that was happening to, the, you know, the, the decline of the middle class. That was kind of the peak of the middle class. I mean, it sounds like some conspiracy theory, but yeah. yeah, go ahead. Topic for another podcast. <laughs> Anyways. So at this, in this cul-de-sac, uh, everyone's happy. Everyone's just, you know, living the 1950s idyllic lifestyle. And of course, uh, what ends up happening is that the, the women start to kind of, a couple of them start to kind of wig out a little bit and they don't know why Mm -hmm. one of them goes totally crazy, ends up killing herself, jumps off the roof of her house. Um, and so the main character, what you realize eventually is that they're actually real people living in modern times, but Mm -hmm. what the husband has done to the main character is, kidnapped her mm-hmm. and hooked up this apparatus to her eyeballs and her and her head and strapped her to a bed. And so she's she's actually uh she's living in this nineteen fifties world. Okay. She doesn't realize that. And so this computer program or whatever that's been concocted by this, this guy, Frank is the the thing that kind of keeps her it's trapped like the in this. VR in the 1950s. Yeah, exactly. And okay, so, gotcha. so even though she, she was a nurse or a doctor in today's world, but the husband thought that she was unhappy. Mm-hmm. And so he kidnaps her, ties her to a bed, puts this thing on her. And then it turns out everybody else in the cul-de-sac in this VR world, same thing. The husbands have kidnapped the wives and, hide them to a bed somewhere who knows where Uh in some room and so um everyone's living the same kind of experience right together now totally against the woman's will but he assumed she felt unhappy enough that he would just take it into his own hands gotcha so one of the women though in this movie it turns out spoiler is um like woke to what's going on and she just doesn't care she'd rather live in the 1950s Oh, really? Okay. So she's kind of blue pilled. Interesting. And so that, I think, is what's going on in our society. Everyone feels what's going on, everyone realizes there's something just not quite right. Uh-huh. Okay. And so, but some people just choose to accept the narrative that's being it's, it's an easier fed. existence. It is.
0: It really is. Or as we alluded to earlier, what are you going to do?
3: It's a, it's a happier life exactly right you kind Super of so facially. that's what i'm saying you can't right. really blame these people for wanting like my mom has you know how many decades left on this earth mm-hmm. right just you know she's she coming to, she's coming <laughs> dude sorry dude <laughs> <laughs> that was a rough joke that was just was fucked up dude <laughs> <sighs> all right. You get one freebie this episode. If she fucking <laughs> dies anytime soon, <laughs> no, you're fucking paying for that. <sighs> so, you know, I'm not going to as much as, I mean, we argue mainly because she antagonizes me into it, but right. I'm not trying to change her mind on this stuff. I have no interest in mm-hmm. arguing or like, just live out your blue pill li- years and, and happiness. Yeah. But my point of bringing all this up is that, and there, well, everyone feels a little bit kind of, there's something going on and there's, yeah. there's something not quite right. And we either just bare knuckle it, uh, a white knuckle, get through it with the blue pill, or you get the red pill you wake up and then you're like frustrated, trying to fight against this thing. And it just seems like, you know, no one else is awake and then, you know, everything is against you, but th- this is actually happening. And that's why what you said the other day hit me like a ton of bricks. And it, and I'd heard it before, but for some reason, it was just the right blow that like really knocked me down. Uh-huh. When you said, and I wish I could just like play a clip of you saying it because the way you said it was was great. But we were we were drinking beers, I think at, at Osceola's, and you go, dude, Oh, that day, <laughs> you remember that day? <laughs> you go, dude, the more I think about it, I think, oh yeah, I know what you're that doing. Trump, he just broke everyone's brain. Yeah, he did i I, to- I totally believe that, I'm and the re- and, then, and I want to let you like expand on that because the way you said it was great, but the reason that he <clears> broke <throat> their brains was because everyone was feeling this feeling mm-hmm. and he came the closest to like bursting that bubble, yeah, and so the people that are on the 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 left are just gripping on for dear life they cannot. Let go. Yeah. Right. And they have to because it's all been the bubbles and bursted. Yeah. And the only thing they have left to do is hold on to this, these shards of rubber of this like everyone else just is like fall fallen to the, the ground, ground. Yeah. And realize what's going on. But it took Trump to come in and just break everyone's brain. Yeah. I do. And I you're like, you, you were that. so fucking right about that. Yeah, that's
0: that has been something I can't take credit for saying that. I'm sure I picked it up from somewhere. I've else. heard it before. Yeah. But it, it just
3: never had the impact.
0: As it did that day. Yeah. It just, I, I just was, what took kind of a retroactive stock of just things that just don't operate the way that they used to. And then you couple that with this irrational, like ritualistic behavior that just doesn't make sense. You're looking at the mask in the cars, for example, and things like this is I'm looking at, once great comedians, you know, like a Patton Oswalt or David Cross, I'm like, they're just, they, they don't do comedy anymore. It's yeah. like And like, why is that? Like, is it, there was some turning point where now they just, they go on these like anger ridden, like just bitter rants. Yeah. Like I watched a special from a comedian that I used to enjoy. I'm like, I'm just getting screamed at. This is, there's no jokes in here. This is, this is so weird. Or someone that was really good at their craft, like a Stephen Colbert or a Jimmy Kimmel. I'm they don't, they don't really do their thing anymore. They're just kind hey, John of like Stewart. lecturing or a or John Stewart. And I started thinking about that as an idea. I'm like, I just, the turning point was Trump like broke these people's brains. Like I, I really, I really truly feel that so much of this just bizarre like anger and this weird free-floating anxiety that we always talk about. And that the way that the the cultural mainstream is just this one thing now. And it's angry rants and demonizing people and just being upset and bitter all the time. Comedians don't do comedy anymore. Talk show hosts, you know, that are supposed to be like, was supposed to be this throwback to the old school, like Johnny Carson days or David Letterman, where it's like, it's just pleasant, man. I get to turn my brain off. We're going to have some fun. Uh, yeah, make guy, fun of this guy. Make guy fun like of David that guy. David Letterman is just yeah. hilarious. You know, has these great comedy chops and is really good at what he does. And, you know, it's just, this is how I'm going to end my day. I'm going to watch this with the family and, and have a good time. Like that doesn't exist. That's gone. That is completely yeah. gone. Now you're getting lectures and just... Bitter, like angst and just and
3: propaganda.
0: Yeah, it's just bizarre. And then I think it goes, it trickles down to what you're saying. It's, you know, I'm looking at people wearing a mask alone in their car. I'm like, why? what? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, there's no way you can make that make sense to me. And then they have these, you know, you've seen these like inter- man on the street interviews. It's like, well, I, I just, I know it doesn't do anything. I just don't want people to think that I support Trump. And you've watched that. You're like, Trump bo- broke your brain. Like you are, you have completely re- renavigated. navigated your life and your behavior due to some like petulant rich asshole who's not even the president anymore. That is bizarre to me. And the, once that was in my head, I just, all these things that just didn't make sense anymore. I'm like, I think so much of this can be put into that category.
3: And I, I think that people just were already on the verge of kind of not accepting their reality Mm -hmm. in one way or another. And when he came along, it was just this fragile kind of matrix that could easily be, yeah. you know, the scaffolding was just like yeah. wiped away like nothing. Well, you're in luck. All
0: all you people that are still throwing tantrums and wearing a mask in your car and that you think... Um, Stephen Colbert is really funny still (laughs) is that the deep state and the political elites are sure as shit going to make sure that that never ever happens again. That was a glitch in the matrix yeah, and that will never happen again. It's going to be complete politically connected, political elite, deep state connected. You know, it's going to be nothing but Mitt Romney's and Hillary Clinton's from here on out. So you're in (laughs) line. Oh yeah. Buckle up. So crack a beer or whatever. I don't know if if that's (laughs) your thing. but uh
3: yeah rest easy sit back rest easy my friends that no longer (laughs) talk to me (laughs) speaking of let's start the show good morning
2: time to get up and go to work
0: so you've been following what are your thoughts on this whole elon musk thing right now this is one of those things let me get my cards on the table this is something that I have this fatigue that I experience when something is just so to the forefront of the, of just the media zeitgeist. guys. I'm like, I just, I can't listen to this anymore. I'm not, I'm not interested at all. Yeah. But I am interested in in what's going on in our culture. Well,
3: usually what happens for you and me, we, Mm -hmm. we follow the same trajectory on this, right? We get fed up with it and then it kind of dies down and then, and then we go, you know, actually, hold on a second. Let me, let me look back into that. I want to see what was really the big ho. Uh, I mean, that was what happened Liberty with Kanye. Tree. You didn't see it here first. <laughs> <laughs> you hear it?
0: Well, I always, I'm always operating the assumption is that any breaking news, I'm like, they never get it right. Like, why? I'm just not, I'm not going to pay attention to this. And then when they get into... The Elon Musk thing just went on and on and on. And I'm just kind of following it from the outside. Is and I follow this the way that I follow like all of these, whatever hot button issues that last for what two, three, four weeks, if we're lucky. And you know, in a month from now, it's going to be something completely different. We'll be just completely outraged and tearing our hair out about something else the Elon Musk thing was kind of interesting because i always i don't consider myself part of the left for sure i don't consider myself part of the right i just i don't i don't subscribe to the two party illusion like i think it's just all ridiculous i think that's just, we've all kind of found common ground on this podcast because of that and if i could i don't know brag about (laughs) my own environment for a second, is I always felt that the biggest value of that ideology is like, I don't belong to anything at all. And I just, I I attribute free thought and my own ideas to whatever situation comes along. You know, I'm not on a team. I don't vote a certain way all the time. And whatever happens, I'm like, I don't know, I'm gonna let it wash out and I'll have my own ideas. In that the Elon Musk thing, so according to the left is the worst thing, you know, I don't know, since the Civil War, I've heard it called and all these ridiculous things. Like he's act, he's actively destroying the country by buying Twitter and turning it into a free speech platform. We talked about this a lot on a couple other pe- episodes. But then I saw the right go like, This is our this is our savior, this is our Lord and Savior. Like he's gonna, you know, this is finally, finally our, our the tide is turning our way. And I was looking at both sides of that issue. I was like, I, don't, I just think you're all full of shit. I mean, I always think the left is full of shit. But I'm looking at the right. I'm like, I don't, why are you this blind? Like celebration, this blind devotion to this guy doing this. Like, I would really, really be careful about where you're lying your loyalties to, because the things that they were saying and the celebrations that they were have, and you know, and the ideas that they were expressing of like this is this is it, like this is our movement. It's like I don't, I don't see it. At all. As far as 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 far as it, what we're talking about, the core of what we're talking about is a free speech issue. Yeah. Is the issue of free speech and not censoring and deplatforming and canceling people.
3: I think that what Elon Musk is doing with Twitter is better <clears throat> than what Twitter was before. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I don't really know. For one, I don't know how important Twitter is in terms of actual dialogue, actual news, you know, real uh information. Well, there's out there There's two teens th- th- there. I mean, not that many people on Twitter in terms, you know, it was in, like 20%. 20% of the country. 20% of the country. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, don't get me wrong. But, it's a ton of fucking people. But. So
0: I, I would add something to what you just said there, though. So let's just say roughly, I don't know. I would agree with that. Probably twenty like percent of people are on Twitter, but the problem is, is that becomes the catalyst for which mainstream media starts to it's, extract. Well, that's what I was about to say before
3: you really interrupted me. Was that um, <laughs> it's it's not necessarily. Yeah, you're back at <laughs> <zone>, dude. <laughs> it's not necessarily, you know, that's not the issue, right? And what what he's done with Twitter is been very, you know, pro free speech, pro free speech and also very anti-state because they were fucking around with Twitter, which is illegal, totally unconstitutional. Yeah. There's no room for them to do it that. It was a weaponized People, armor of the, of the state. And the, the state years. is not meant is not supposed to be fucking with American citizens yeah. through private businesses. Right. I mean, they can fuck with us directly obviously and they do we've allowed that to happen which i would argue I is mean, unconstitutional also 87,000 new employees to do but that but using a a uh, a private business to do so is um essentially trying to get protection from the constitution by going through a private business because the constitution very clearly says the government can't censor you. But if we go through a private business, maybe we can kind of censor people enough to win an election. And then we'll deal with the consequences afterwards, which there won't really be any because, um, you know, uh, Jean, Jean, Pierre, Pierre, Clan Van Damme um, will obviously just kind of sweep that under the rug, yeah, and not really, you know, uh, hold anyone's. You know, they're 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 going to call it old news and not hold anyone's feet to the fire. But yeah, I mean, what do I think of Elon Musk? I just I think that I will judge him based on his actions. I think some of the stuff he does is um, questionable, but most of it to me, I don't, I haven't seen any. You know, it's not like he's created flying syringes. Oh, that's a conspiracy theory. It's not
0: like he. I mean, except for that trial that they uh, (laughs) pulled off last year under Bill Gates. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, I wouldn't worry about it. But so, I
3: jury's out on him. But I think
0: that when you you say things like that, it really makes me angry. Does it? Yeah.
3: Would you consider that a violent act? (laughs) Yes, I consider that your (laughs) words violence. (laughs) um i would
0: like to so for my brethren on the right um which seems to be the only friends i have these days as it turns out oh well you have a brother Uh, on the left i do uh so here's why i want to remind you a few things about elon musk is that This is from December 1st and from the New York Post. Is Elon Musk said on Wednesday he expects a wireless brain chip developed by his Neuralink company to begin human clinical trials in six months. And this gets put into mainstream media, and everyone's reaction is this is amazing. They're gonna integrate human beings with AI technology. This is this is like this is how forward-thinking this person is. And this is something that we have talked about that. I'll show you in a second. But this is the fourth industrial revolution, also known as the Fourth Reich, which is the agenda of the World Economic Forum. Elon Musk is a World Economic Forum guy. That's something that we should not forget. So are you f- familiar with like... Is com- he? Well, let me show you.
3: How? Okay.
0: <laughs> Please do. So are you familiar just within the common vernacular of what the, industrial, the, the first three industrial revolutions are? So the first would be when we switch from animals, human labor, and biomass for energy, and we switch from to fossil fuels and mechanical power. That's considered the first uh, industrial revolution. When
3: people say the industrial revolution, that's what they're talking. That's about. yeah. That's the the first one is the industrial revolution, right? Yeah, that standardization of sizes and metrics and parts yeah, and correct.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, No metric system here, buddy, right? (laughs) (laughs) So the second one, the second industrial revolution, um, this would be the end of the 19th century, the beginning of the 20th century. That's when we saw breakthroughs in like uh, electricity distribution, uh, radio, uh, wireless, the the beginnings of wireless communication and wired communications, like hardwiring us for basically communication and- um, Electricity. the, The infrastructure for electricity, correct? And then the third industrial revolution, so this is be where it started in the nineteen fifties, and this is when you know, the 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 industrial revolution that our generation and our parents' generation grew up in, and this is what we know as basically computers, the IT. IT emerges. Um,
3: our parents did not grow up with computers too. Yeah, but it came apart in it came about in their lifetime dude, though. Can I show you this mass text message? Yeah, can on I show my you a phone? video of my uh, mom trying to get her email? No, no, it's- I don't. I remember watching my dad like trying to get
0: into his email at Christmas one day. I was like, I, I would rather hang drywall than do this. Dude,
3: my someone on this, I don't even know who this person is on this text thread that my mom sent out like a year ago, just texted everyone this message. <laughs> and it was so fucking funny. No one could figure out what was going on except me and Melissa, <laughs> the two youngest people <laughs> in the thread. Finally, Gertrude chimes in. She's like, and just salt, like puts everything to rest. Like I think so-and-so was trying to communicate with so-and-so to get that. Here's the address. I looked it up for you. So we'll just put that to rest. Thank you everybody. It's like, I, why are you reaching out on? Uh, just. I remember when someone in
0: my family I was very close with, uh, got an iPhone for the first time and then they, uh, would text me. And at the end of the text, it would say they, he'd sign his name, like brick, I go, Rick, you're like, hey, it looks like we're coming up to see you, Rick. And I say, like, this is not his real name. I'm like, hey, uh, Rick, you don't have to sign your name. I know, like, it comes up, you know, when you text me, I know that it's from you. The phone tells me. I'm just saying, like, it's a bit of a a time saver for you. (laughs) It's like, okay, got it. Rick. Rick. (laughs) You know what? If you're happy, I'm happy. Totally. Okay. So that takes us to the fourth industrial revolution, which... Some would say is not happening, hasn't happened yet. I think we are already in the. Well, we are very obviously seeing evidence that we are in the beginning of in the fourth industrial revolution. Also known for people like us as the fourth Reich is the. I've never
3: heard the fourth Reich.
0: What's what I, is this? I put my own spin on things. <laughs> we did a po- You we did a podcast here months ago, long time ago about the fourth Reich. You and I did. Yes. Really. Yes. Was that drinking? You're Kelly, right? <laughs> <laughs> and yes, you were. <laughs> so with the fourth industrial revolution, and this is, I mean, go to the World Economic Forum website. It's on, this is, I'm not, this is, I, this is not on 4chan. This is on the website. Like, this is what we're trying to see. And we see a proposal of a complete integration of human beings with AI, quantum computing, and technology. Basically, the integration of tech and human beings. And the World Economic Forum is trying to pose this to us as being a good thing. And Elon Musk, this is his baby. Like, you can, there's tons of Elon uh, Musk speeches about him of like the importance. Like, he is trying to integrate human beings with AI.
3: Yeah. uh, But uh, in and of itself, integrating (laughs) human beings with AI is not a bad thing. Okay. In and of itself. Okay. Now, I know. Oh, yeah. I know that it's going to be... Uh, if that, you, especially that's when that's you what have, we're going to talk about. So the, the yes. temptation to use that for evil is going to be there. And if there happened to be an organization that had uh, you know, a total monopoly control over you know, the power of, of the world, I don't know, just pulling that name out of a hat here, the federal government, it would be very easy for them to take control of something like that even if they were taking control through Correct. a proxy and a private the, company. The point of bringing this up To yes. use that against us. Yes. Absolutely. I obviously know. That. It's kind of like I talked about one time on the podcast. You probably don't remember. Um, where I was saying it would be so cool if, like, I, I used to have these thoughts as a kid. Like, it would be so cool if I could see a map of everywhere I've been in the last week. I remember or, you saying this. Or my whole life. Yes. Um, and then I listened. Yeah, <laughs> lo and behold, that is something that Google will show you just based on your phone right. moving around, right? But now and other and other people, but go ahead. <laughs> and now I look at that as, as <laughs> You Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> it's just like a, an awful invasion of my privacy, mm-hmm. right? Like it's a fucking fantastic idea mm-hmm. if it's a private personal source of information that I have that I can keep to myself. Well, one, another, but sci- that doesn't uh, exist, does it? I mean, is there anything, is there, is there such a thing as data? No. That is yours? No. no right? Not anymore. Unless, I mean, what, can you invent your own phone and have your own cell towers uh, and your s- own, several companies
0: like, have tried and they just nefariously never seem to gain any traction.
3: And it's They're, just yeah. so exposed. Like those yeah. companies are so easily hacked. I mean, well, here's, here's the problem too. And this is what I, this
0: is the great gateway to explain to people of this fourth industrial revolution. Like we are in it, we like we are in the beginning stages of it. It's things that you don't think about that you take as commonplace being in your life. That you go like, yeah, this is just how like this is how we do things right now. I get on my phone, I have these apps, I do my banking on there, I send the text messages, my everything you know, this is how you email. It's just commonplace. Like if I, if I want to work, you know what I mean? Like we're in the blue, we're in a blue collar industry, right? You wouldn't think our, I can't get by like building houses. I have to have like email. I have to have like these apps to share PDFs, to, to, to to send plans back and forth to people, to talk to the engineers and to the architect, all these things. And it's pervaded like in every area of our life. And this is, we're going to, talk about this in a little bit, but when we talk about the internet of things, there is a coordinated push to get you like, towards the internet of things. Everything is going to be integrated into this kind of AI platform. You know, Everything's connected to, to the internet. Not to sound like a weird young version of my grandpa all of a sudden, but this no, is done you on sound purpose. like a salesman at Best Buy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I don't understand the bad part about this. Yeah, this is what What we're talking about right now is to get people over that threshold. Like, I know there's a lot of people that everything I just said to them, they're like, that sounds great. Like, what would be the problem with that? The problem with that is your data and the control of your data and the control and behavior modification and the control. Like, once you integrate your life into all of these platforms, and like, so let's just take the notion of applications, for example. What do we always say before? It's like all these applications. Are, I got this photo app, I got this meme app, I got all this social media. It's all free. If something's free, that means that you are the product, you are the commodity. It's your time, energy, and your information and data that is being bought and sold. Nothing is free. Right? Yep. So to take this back to the fourth industrial revolution with the World Economic Forum, they talk about. Digital, biological, economic, and physical paradigms are convergent and impacting all industries and economies at once. Who was proposing this? This is from Klaus Schwab's book. Want to guess the name of the book? The Fourth Industrial Revolution. (laughs) (laughs) Of the many diverse and fascinating challenges we face today, the most intense and important is how to understand and shape the new technology revolution. Here's where you pay attention, which entails nothing less than transformation of humankind. So if you use your brain and and just employ just a little bit of skepticism that there is a push for us to be completely subjugated by these global elites, by these fucking psychopaths, their quote-unquote sales pitches sound like the most dystopian insane stuff ever we've played this before in the podcast but here's Yuval harari one of the main guys from the world economic forum
4: humans are now hackable animals you know the the whole idea that humans have you know this they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me so whatever i choose whether in the election or whether in the supermarket this is my free will that's over free will, that's over. That's over. Over. Today, we have the technology to hack human beings on a massive scale. Yeah, I mean, everything is being digitalized, everything is being monitored. In this time of crisis, you have to follow science. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste, because a crisis is an opportunity to also do good reforms that in normal times people will never agree to. But in a crisis, you see we have no chance, so, 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 so let's do it.
3: I have a, <clears throat> a follow-up clip okay. of him. I just thought, this is probably a good time to tack this on, if you don't mind.
1: You'll get nothing and I can
0: What I'm getting at is that Rodney Dangerfield and Kai Shack <laughs> had all this shit mapped out decades ago. <laughs> Before the Unabon were even... <laughs> So, to take it back to Elon Musk, this is Elon Musk's Neuralink program that he's trying to do. He's actually, in six months, he's going to start implanting the first brain chips into human beings for clinical trials. And so, we haven't got to the part. So, think about it like this. Part of Elon Musk's program is what they did with Neuralink. This was done two years ago in its pilot stage. They bragged that they implanted a monkey with a chip in its brain and it was able to play a video game just by thinking about it. Right? That was a that was like the animal trial. Why do you say bragged? Well, they they talked about it as a virtue. Okay. they like, look look at what we just did. We put a chip bragging. in a monkey's uh, chip in a monkey's brain. I mean, it's pretty amazing. It is. It's absolutely technolo- te- Like
3: from scientific. But bragging perspective, is like you're kind of making a value judgment about what they said well, i am okay <laughs> but that's what i'm asking why because you think it's just wrong to try that well think about it like this and i understand i mean yeah. no, I, I know I I see, I see where you i
0: see where you're going with that um think about it like this so they bragged about putting a chip in a monkey's brain, like look, we were able to control this monkey, and he was able to control this video game just by thinking about that. Wait,
3: and they he, controlled the monkey. They
0: were. Well, was they, that I, part of it? Well, monkeys don't know how to play video games, so I'm assuming there was some kind of human control there, right? If I'm I put not a, sure that that's. If accurate. I put a monkey in front of a video game, it's gonna be a shit show.
3: I'm not sure. Everyone that. says that. Everyone <laughs> says that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I realize. there's <laughs> Have a Have you song not seen my bumper <laughs> sticker? <laughs> I don't know that it's. Uh, I don't. I, I didn't I I'm, I'm, I haven't looked into as much as you have, but I I didn't realize that mind okay. control was part of it. Okay, well I short cycle because I think point. mind control is could be some you know a nefarious uh, motivation to do this, but I don't know that that was actually part of what they came up with with them. I I don't think that what they did. I, was I see, all I see that, what you're saying. Like, impressive.
0: No, no, I see what you're saying, and I I basically jumped ahead towards where I already at, am in my head with this thing is that, think about it like this. So they put a chip, let's just, let me correct what I said. They put a chip in a monkey's brain and it was able to control, it was able to play a video game, right? Okay. By just thinking about it. But that chip came from Neuralink and Elon Musk, which it directly mirrors the world economic, the fourth industrial revolution's agenda, which is the integration of human beings and AI, right? So now think about the things that, we have actually seen, so that is people in Switzerland. this is where we get into the Internet of Things, which is one of our first episodes that we ever did, and we were just joking about just how ridiculous it was, like that I have to sign up for an app to control my refrigerator, and my nest thermostat controls the temperature- the temperature in my house, yeah, and you have to sign up for an app to start your truck, right, and then we just. It was obvious to us, we were joking about it, yeah. but we didn't have concrete examples like the internet of things, like that, there's, that means there's someone else like looking Correct. at this data and, and s- surmisably able to control it. Right. And then last summer in Illinois, people came home to their house blazing hot. Their thermostat was set to 68 degrees and the thermostat was at 75 and they realized they, they had uh, their thermostat was hooked up to the internet, and whatever the energy uh, resource company there in Illinois, I go like no, it's uh, you're overloading the is it's a combination of you're overloading the electrical infrastructure, and we're starting to talk about carbon footprint. It's like no, we we only let you you can't adjust your thermostat any longer. This isn't a conspiracy theory. This actually happened, Switzerland.
3: Oh, I everyone, know. We, yes. my, my sister-in-law yeah. had the same experience this is the thing though I don't necessarily attribute malice to because we started this conversation you asked me what I thought about Elon Musk mm-hmm. I don't attribute malice to him for this <clears throat> could this technology be uh, co-opted and used to do what you're talking about yes but what he says and I have only heard this like second or third hand so maybe I'm wrong But I believe his point on this is that I don't think humans are going to be able to compete with AI. So I want to integrate computers Uh into humans that they can, because I believe in humans. Right. He's pro human, Mm -hmm. which. That's what he says. It was what he says. Yeah. And he has not given me reason to believe he's not. Okay. And until he does, I'm going to accept that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm I'm not, I'm not
1: attributing,
0: I'm not attributing any motives or ideology on Elon Musk,
3: they but go w- ahead. The World Economic Forum people are not pro-human, right? And they have we have plenty of evidence, right, to back that up. Yeah. Every time they open their fucking mouths, yeah. they talk about how we go. need to murder human beings and make that everyone from? else happy. Uh, their website, actually, yeah, exactly. Right. So I am going to hold off judgment on him for what he's doing because now if if I could make my well, own that's, computer chip, that's funny, my that- own lab in my house that I could put into my brain and turn me into a super you know, cyborg. What could go wrong? Well, I mean, honestly, if I make it myself, how could anyone else hack it? That's mm-hmm. what I mean by making it myself. I don't know. Maybe yeah. you could still hack it, but maybe if you could have something that was yours. It's kind of like the technology of your AR-15 mm-hmm. you know, or an automatic machine gun that you m- probably don't own especially since that boating accident where you and I lost in Minecraft. Our yeah. Guns we lost all our guns and in the other bottom of the said, lake. God, it terrible. Yeah. Uh, that technology makes you much better. And if you, you know, if you're going against, uh, people with bows and arrows and you have an automatic weapon, that technology makes you invincible mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Right. If that, en- if that technology can be co-opted the way most technology in our world today, any technological advancement you ever hear about, it is a computer thing. right there's nothing else yeah all the other advancements have been done there's yeah. no there's, no one else is doing anything now those can be co-opted maybe through the internet of things by other people so I, I have a lot of doubt about it but if you look at it just on its face value if it cannot be the way that your your AR cannot be co-opted it is a benefit to humanity to develop something like this that will make people, Bigger, stronger, faster, smarter. Well, and, yeah. So, this, this is where we
0: kind of we are kind of walking on a bit of an ideological tightrope with this because I, when I talk about these things, I think it'd be easy to misconstrue with what I'm saying that I'm anti technology. You're like, well, you don't want these like advanced, You're like, oh, I want to live like, dude, back in the-
3: <laughs> you are anti-technology <laughs> no if anyone no, no, no. ever born was anti-technology it is no. you technology
0: is anti-me <laughs> there's a difference because <laughs> i love me some spotify <laughs> i love that okay. i got heated seats in my truck <laughs> i'm not complaining about everything <laughs> damn i need to get those um so, but I think, so I agree with what you're saying is, but what the point I'm trying to make here, there's a divergence here in into that notion and that, that what I'm trying to illustrate, I guess, is that I believe that technology is good, right? Technology, technological advancements saved my son's life, right, due to a horrific 100%. kind of metal, medical issue that we had. And I'd thank God every morning for that thing, right? But what I'm saying is that technology, much like your AR-15 example, in the wrong hands gets fucking ugly really quick. And I think that's the thing that we need yeah. to think about. So to bring it back- to, I agree. Yeah. So, so to bring agree. it back to the idea of Elon Musk, I was like, let's not fully get on board that this guy is going to save whatever, liberty and freedom or the right or free speech or anything, because they're, someone with that much power And I think this guy this I think he's I mean he's a genius. He's done incredible things, you know what I mean? With what he's done with like the Tesla and the boring project and the space like it's amazing what that guy has pulled off. Like there's no doubt, like a guy like this comes around like once every hundred years, you know what I mean? But a guy that he has now at his hands to do some of these things and his agenda is perfectly mirroring the world economic forums with what he's all in right now with Neuralink. Is like very ominous. So what I'm saying is, and I agree with you, reserve judgment. Don't celebrate. Don't demonize. Right. Like anyone with this amount of power, like keep your fucking eye on them and, and really, really pay attention to the things that they're doing. So have you seen about, are you familiar with, um, WeChat? No. WeChat. Is a Chinese instant messaging social media like mobile pap, amen, developed by by a company called Tencent. It was first released in 2011. Um, It became the world's largest standalone like mobile app in 2018. Uh, It has over a billion monthly active users. It's pay attention to this phrase it's the app for everything. And it's oh, yes, I have heard Exactly. So, this is how I pay for my groceries, I pay my mortgage. I, you know, I pay my rent. I pay my employees. I pay my power. I get my social media, which I would assume to be extremely heavily censored yeah, this in China. Very, this very bad. Is a perfect exactly. This is a perfectly integrated system into the CBDC, which is China is up and up and running basically with their social credit court central bank system. Currency. So when you think about the notion um, of an app like the, the WeChat, which is basically a is basically this is how you get by in society is this one app, which the CC, CCP ostensibly ostensibly controls. Right? They control. They say they're free market. They have this perfect hybrid of complete state controlled communism and the free market. You know, all every company, young Wei, all those all those companies are controlled by the CCP. So here's Elon Musk uh, talking about WeChat. I mean, we don't even have uh, a, a, a an app that's as good as WeChat in China. Uh, and like in China, you can, like live on WeChat mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It's like, yeah, everyone, everyone's like, like you live on WeChat. You do payments, you do everything. It's like, mm-hmm. yep, it's great. Mm-hmm. Basically, WeChat's kick-ass. Um, and we don't have anything like WeChat outside of China. So I was like, my idea would be like, how about if we just copy WeChat? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> <Tell me that. laughs> chat. <laughs> yeah, pretty <Hot>. much. <laughs> so along with Neuralink. But, but, yeah, so along with Neuralink though, this is also what Elon Musk is trying to do. And I'm not here to bash Elon Musk because it's not Elon Musk. It's Elon Musk, it's Mark Zuckerberg. It is the heads of Google. Everyone is a mad tech rush right now, develop the new app for everything. This yeah. is seen as like What Facebook was uh, 15 years ago, whatever, Facebook took off and became just like, this is how you communicate now. This new app for everything, all of this, the heads of the technocracy, this is what they're saying. Like, this will be the way, this will be, you want to talk about just unbridled power and subjugation over people, it will be this.
3: And this is like essentially the CBDC, if you think about it. That's why I have an Android phone. I don't want to integrate <laughs> everything in my life. I have Apple computers and I don't want them talking to my phone. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like it, as a free thinking citizen, you need to consider not signing up for the internet of things and not connecting everything yeah. to everything else. I mean, but even for us, did I bring up answering machines in the last podcast? No. <laughs> Didn't I? That's that one solo podcast you do. No, I think I did. <laughs> you know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> I tell you what. <laughs> and another thing. Slow down! <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, yeah. The Anyways, the race to embrace things like that, yeah. I think, is... But we're Americans, and we tend to not get on board with shit like that. So mm-hmm. hopefully that, that stands out. So I don't think that... Um, Elon Musk's idea of the, the neural link is in and of itself a nefarious idea. But when you consider his opinions on trying to connect every, have one app for everything. Right. Yeah. Obviously that, if yeah. you tie those two together, that'd be fucking terrifying. Yeah. This is i uh, I'll just leave you this real quick that, uh, I can't
0: remember what magazine got this from, but, uh, quote, Tech CEOs want to replicate this model in the West with the loudest voice on super apps in recent months being Twitter's new boss. Weeks before finalizing his 44 billion Twitter Twitter deal, so this is you know a couple weeks old, Elon Musk tweeted that buying Twitter is an accelerant to creating X, the everything app. So that's the name of his Everything app, his his version of WeChat for the West. Wow. And like I said, I'm not um, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, Evan Spiegel, Google, Microsoft, they're all like in this mad rush to become I mean what's the, the what's the, the
3: purveyor of the of the everything app? What's the most benevolent way that you can perceive an app like that? Um it's like the Walmart well, it's like, of it's, apps. It's you can choose to go there. Yeah. When you walk into Walmart You you're not forced to go in there. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: You go in, and they happen to have fucking everything. You can buy a gun there. You can buy milk there. You can uh, get new tires in your car. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, like then you just go home and you live your own life, Mm -hmm. right? But but while you're on this app, you happen to have everything at your fingertips. And as long as they're not using, you know the The most benevolent situation would be that none of your text messages, emails, purchases, subscriptions, signups, and things were recorded mm-hmm. by anyone but the company that you're doing business with, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, you just try to try to stack up the list of benevolent like options. All of that you know is obviously the data is the most important thing. That's what they're after. They're mining data. Yeah. That's why they're doing this. What, for, they're going to use four, that data. Four or five years ago, data became the most valuable commodity in the world. It surpassed energy, fuel. Which I don't understand how they quantify Yeah, Either like do a I. A barrel of oil, barrel I, of data. I, no. <laughs> I, I got I, I got it from CNN, so it's got to be correct. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I, I tend to conflate a lot of these things into the same category, which could be a good idea. could be a terrible idea. I'm not sure. But when I try to go up to a 40,000 foot level and and really kind of look at how this stuff kind of connects to a, like a larger cultural perspective, I guess I would say, and what is going on politically is I'm hard pressed to think of a reason that it wouldn't be connected to the fact that there's this mad rush for this quote unquote, you know, everything app and this neuralink device, it's all seems to be going in one direction. And then you look at like our our deep state, our political elites, like it's easy. They're easy to make fun of. And the people that are out in front of the camera, I think, are there for cannon fodder for other people. So you're Kamala Harris, you're Elizabeth mm. Warren, you know, your Gavin Newsom's. They're just they're chuckleheads. They're there to be Joe Biden. They're there to be made fun of. They're not actually the people making decisions. They're not there are some people Yeah, I mean it is like so, a,
3: a pretty hilarious cast of characters. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Cause yeah. when you look at it, like, I, I
0: I can't believe these people are in charge. You go, like, they're point. not in charge. These people are not in charge. They're no. they're puppets. They were put there for a specific reason. They're there as a distraction. And while you people yell at each other online about Republican versus Democrat, there are actually these deep state actors yeah. that are pulling the strings and making this other Stuff happened, and they're the ones that are facilitating and funding things like the NerdLink program, this everything app. And then you look at the decision for the IRS to add 87,000 new agents like, yeah, we're going to tax the rich. Like, how long have they been telling you that they're going to fucking tax the rich? They're not going to tax the rich. The middle class disappears. as like this is simple economics. Look at the statistics, look at the data. The middle class disappears every year. The rich get richer every year. There is a reason for that. And so when they added 87,000 armed IRS agents, and what's the first thing you do is like, we're looking at um, transactions over $600 on Venmo. This All this stuff is, it's part of the same kind of agenda. It's all, this, it's all the same thing is we are going to, they're trying to integrate a system that is completely controllable by political elites, And yeah. you will be just
3: at, beholden to these like digital systems now. Exactly. Yeah. I got more to say about that, Um, but I also have to pee like a pummel horse. Okay, so Kareen Jean Pierre Van Dam, the spokesperson, the like hired twister <laughs> for the Biden regime to be. You know what? To be fair, I mean, can you think of a more difficult job? No, <laughs> I absolutely not. I mean, if you were offered that job, what would you say? I would say this. I'd say, I'll do the job, but I'm not lying. I get to say whatever I want. I'm going to tell the truth through the whole thing. And we're hitting the brewery
0: before every press conference. For sure.
3: Yeah. In fact, we're passing out beers to the reporters. We're going to have a fucking party. So honesty is on so the he She stole luggage from two airports that we know of at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He, he doesn't want to go dress shopping. What, what am I going to do?
5: My question was that you had said I think six or so days ago that the White House was watching um, closely the situation at Twitter after Elon Musk's ownership of it with respect to misinformation. And because these files were released um, on the basis of, you know, hack materials clause Twitter uh, decisions were made to, to censor reporting leading up to the election. My question was, is it the White House view that these decisions were made appropriately in light of what has come out? Which decisions? By whom? By Twitter. By Twitter on? Okay. So look. <laughs> We see this as a, a an interesting or a coincidence, if I may, that uh, uh, that he would so haphazardly, uh, Twitter would so haphazardly push this distraction. Uh, that is a that is a full of uh, old news, if you think about it. Old news, um, <laughs> and uh, at the same time, Twitter is facing huh. very Wait, real and very it, serious questions. Was it
3: fake or was it uh, old about news? the
5: rising volume of anger.
3: Both hate, can't be true. And
5: anti-Semitism on their platform.
3: There and, we go. Uh, how Anti-Semitism. They're
5: letting it happen. And uh, you know, the president said last week more leaders need to speak out and reject this. And uh, it's very alarming and very dangerous. And but our focus right now is helping the American families. I just talked about what the president is going to be doing in Arizona, talking about the (laughs) Chips and Science Act, talking about how we're bringing manufacturing. Ah, the Chips and Science Act. Talking about under this administration, more than 700,000 jobs uh, have been created. Created Uh, in manufacturing jobs, to be more specific. (laughs) Look, what is is happening? It's it's not. It's, it's frankly, it's not healthy. It won't do anything to help a single American improve their lives. And so, look, this isn't. We we see it as an interesting, uh, you know, cons, uh, you know, coincidence. Uh, and uh, we, and you know, it's a distraction.
0: I like words. Putting them together <laughs> is my favorite thing. <laughs> fu- you said nothing. Hey, why are we invading Syria? And uh, Assad used um, chemical attention. weapons on his uh, own people. Putin? I, I don't think that happened. No, it did. Who told you that? Well, the CIA, the US government, the Department of Defense. That's the same people that said that we had WMDs in Iraq. Well, that's old news, though. That's old news. Yeah, we're not.
3: Yeah. Wait. So it was real at one time? no. Well, you just said it was old news. Well, no, that's old news. No, we're not.
0: We're not talking about that anymore. No, but no, no,
3: no, no, the old news. No, 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 no. no. Like listen,
0: it, listen, listen, it, listen, listen, okay. listen. The president has been very clear about this from the very beginning. The <laughs> fact is, is that we are <laughs> cur- killing. 20,000 less people every month than we were
3: in 2020. (laughs) That's okay. Okay. Next question. We have added 700,000 jobs that we totally destroyed two years previously. Uh, So, you know, things are looking up. I really think we deserve a pat on the back. (laughs) I just find
0: it ominous that you bring this up, you know, at the same time that the economy is crashing, the housing market is crashing. What a coincidence.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Fucking people. Yeah. So- You know why? You know, it's the same motherfucking people making all these decisions. The reason the reason I played that clip is uh, I thought it was actually interesting. The most interesting part of it Mm -hmm. was her dropping the anti-Semitism bomb. Mm -hmm. Oh, so this kind of goes back to what you were saying the the other day about the old Kanye West. Kanye, yes, yes, that they are kind of chumming the water. Right now, exactly for a attack on Jewish people or a synagogue or which is um, not which from, would house from Jewish the Jewish people,
0: the Department
3: of Homeland Security announced that
0: there are there's a very very heightened risk attack on the Jewish community, and at the same time as we talked about two episodes ago that Kanye West was on his widely publicized and not very well received <laughs> anti-Semitic propaganda tour, I guess you could call it. Yeah. Where he's clearly spinning off his meds. And so when we started that off, you brought you know the idea of like, who gives a shit what this guy's saying? I was like, I agree. I've said that my entire life. Like I don't want to hear the opinions of celebrities. Like do what you are being paid to do and shut your mouth. Like I don't I don't want to know who my favorite musicians voted for, you know, I don't want to know my, you know, movies I like What the lead actor thinks about climate change. I'm not interested at all. And then yeah. shut up and dribble. And, and I know how surprised you were. I was like, Hey, I want to talk about Kanye West. And you know, your eyes were almost swimming in your head. Like you of all people want to talk about Kanye West. Like, and you played a song. I like, yeah, I've never heard of Kanye. West. I couldn't tell you who, you know, I marginally know what he looks like and that's it. I know he's one of the most famous people in the world. He's black. And thank you. And, um, he was on this wild press tour and it got so much attention that I like started doing these deep dives. And so to, I don't know, do we need like a synopsis of the episode that we did? It's basically I propose the notion of yeah. like, he could be, we tied it into false flag events And the, what I was trying, attempting to do is reduce everything down to the notion of words are violence and hate crime and hate crime from pre-crime to thought crime, basically. Yeah. Which is, you know, if you read 1984 by George Orwell, like that's where that's from. And that being a wild fictional account, you know, when it came out in 1949.
3: 1984?
0: Yeah. 48. 48? Okay. Was, it's wild, just as we, you had talked about, like, The Matrix almost is playing out like a documentary of some sorts. Like, I would, uh, I would argue that George, George Orwell's 1984 is like, we are up and running right yeah. now. You know, it's the, I, the, uh, the, the, the complete, you know, the annihilation of objective truth to thought crimes and what we're seeing with this thought crimes and pre-crimes thing, pre-crimes—I know it sounds hyperbolic—but this was an uh, this was an idea actually proposed by Attorney General William Barr. He's like, we need these ideas. We need to stop these crimes before they happen, and we're going to do that through social media, through our relationship with social media, because they are going to corroborate with us, and we're going to look at speech that we don't like and
3: go, like, that's an indicator for a crime. That's a thought crime, right? Which how would you know that though without? Like a neural link where you could actually read someone's thoughts. Dude, that, that's not coming for like six months. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm talking about like now. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Jeez, <laughs> do <don't> you worry much? <laughs> <laughs> so what is a, a, attempting to be established is a war on domestic terrorism right now. They're taking the war on terror and then turning it, they're making it, we're internalizing it now and we're making the war on domestic terrorism. And that war is based entirely upon the notion of pre-crime. Right to stop quote unquote stop these crimes before they actually happen and by pre-crime I mean that once you can make the connection that enough people to to a certain ideology, the way that people speak, you know the things that they believe, the articles that they share, you know this is just I'm trying to like mop up you know what we did last episode or episode before last once you can make a direct connection like <clears throat> a lineal ideological connection in people's brains to some kind of horrific, mass casualty event i mean this is how the patriot act was accepted no we got attacked like whatever you guys
3: gotta do like what listen to my phone calls yeah whatever you gotta do a wet dream
0: of those sociopaths so what we talked about last time is what is you know the rallying cry right now for this woke mob that want these things to happen is the ideas of hate speech and words of violence and they want to use these as tools to censor and deplatform people and to shut people down. I think all these things are interrelated. Especially we talked about like Elon Musk and Twitter. It's people freaked out that Elon Musk is like I'm just going to let everyone talk. He's not. It's not it's not a free speech platform. It's a step in the right direction. But once, if they can tie all this stuff together, so like Elon Musk taking over Twitter, Kanye West going these crazy anti-Semitic rants, the De- Department of Homeland Security who like ominously predicts things like the El Paso shooting, like 9/11, all these things that happen in in our country are like horrific events. They always seem to know that it's going to happen. You know, they elicit warnings before they actually happen. It's if you put all those ingredients in the same bowl, it just I'm. It's hard not to believe that said horrific event is going to happen. It's there's going to be a complete coordinated and orchestrated movement from from mainstream media, which is basically a weaponized arm of the state at this point, to directly connect it to Kanye, Kanye West and his quote unquote hate speech with anti semitism anti semitism, and we will be looking at the possibility of
3: hate speech laws. Yeah, words actually being violence. We already have hate speech laws. I think it's going to go much further than that. Yeah. They're going to use whatever terrible, ugly, horrible tragedy, and they're just giddy about it, right? They're Mm -hmm. giddy. They're just waiting for another 9-11 so that they can enact their gun (laughs) takeaway and their... First Amendment takeaway, I mean, like we said in previous podcasts, the enemy to these psychopaths is the U.S. Constitution, the idea of America of individual mm-hmm. uh, autonomy and stuff. And they're going to do everything they can to take it away. So, yeah, exactly. They, they That's the thing. Like anything that ever happens that's bad, they will very easily, they're very good at tying that t- to their enemies. Right? They're not good at anything else. They can't actually do what we allow them to steal our money. I was going to say give our money to them to do. But we don't give it to them. They steal it from us. They can't actually fix the roads. They can't actually uh, provide housing for people or feed people or clothe people or uh, protect people, defend people from attacks, defend people from natural disasters. None of the shit that they say that they can do or that they're stealing your money to do, can they actually do? What they can do, they can spin a fucking narrative so that as soon as something bad happens, they can easily blame it on their enemies. And nine times out of ten, who are their enemies? But people like us who have woken up to the bullshit that they're trying to uh, manipulate us with. Going back to that blue pill, red pill. So... Just to take we're gonna get back on track here in a second, but
0: I do have to so do you remember I proposed the three ideas of basically the false flag notion? Yes number one being we used 911 as an example for quite a bit, but we talked about you know Kanye West so it's like number one, when you understand what they did with the MK, MK ultra programs from 1953 to 1973 where it totally ended it didn't Well, hold
3: on let's go to, back. So just for a refresher. yeah, number one. Is a conspiracy theory. Number one is like your like, Alex
0: Jones level yeah. of like, yeah, yeah. This is all, it was coordinated. You know, this is all being manipulated through the CIA. You know, give me, give, give me the situation. Yeah. I'll tell you like the your most uncle will tell you the and thing you roll your eyes. Yeah. The thing you don't blurt out at holiday dinner on yeah. your first date. Second is people in the middle. Like I'm not buying the narrative by the deep state and the mainstream media, which are essentially the same thing at this point. Um, I think there's a lot of unanswered questions. I'm not buying onto anything, but. I don't know. Like maybe that would be, for example, nine eleven. Yeah, these hijackers did that. Um, I think they knew they were going to do that. There was a lot of evidence to support that. It doesn't make sense to me that we invaded Iraq and not Saudi Arabia. You know, fifteen of the nineteen hydractors from Saudi Arabia, and all these questions that were unanswered. You know, just a your average kind of uh, I don't know, purple pill. <laughs> Let's call it like. Yeah, I'm just thinking about stuff. Blue pill is like. Well, that's what CNN said, and that's that's good enough for me. You know what I mean? They hated freedom, and that's it. Kanye West is just off his meds, like we're and we're done here. Like, why would you ask any questions? Like, I watch CNN or MSNBC all day, and
3: that's the third category.
0: Yeah, that's basically you are existing in complete in complete absence of um, I don't know, critical thought. Of any, of being, any unique being original willing ideas to
3: entertain any ideas that are outside yeah, of the
0: mainstream I'm media. just here to go along to get along and where, whichever way the wind blows me and that's, that's where I go so we talked about that level one of when I brought up the history of MKUltra and Kanye West like possibly being you know like maybe controlled by the CIA which I know is an insane thing to propose to someone right now yeah. this is something the other tour guides won't tell you Is I'll never get tired of that. (laughs) (laughs) So I did a little digging. So just a quick bit of history here. Uh, have you ever heard of a guy named Donald Ewan Cameron? No. So he was a Canadian psychiatrist who ran the CIA funded and back Canadian branch of the MK ultra mind control programs in Montreal from 1957 to 1964. Um, these are run at a place called the Allen Memorial Institute in Montreal, under the supervision of. This is important. Canada's Department of National Defense. So this was the Canadian arm of the MK Ultra okay. programs. And this guy was a psychiatrist. He was all on board. It's like I think we can. And he's actually when you read the history of this guy, it's pretty interesting because he wasn't a complete fucking psychopath like the people in our CIA were, right? Like he was saying. That like, I think I can cure schizophrenia, depression, like all these other things, right? By So
3: he was actually in it.
0: Yeah, his some, his some his, actual... his his notion, his idea is like, I, if I can blast these people's minds with enough drugs and like sexual and um, psychological and physical abuse and sensory deprivation, I can bring them back to an infant-like state, and from there, I can rebuild their mind and whatever was wrong with them, you know, that depression or schizophrenia, mm-hmm. like I think I can fix it.
3: But in a in, yeah, in, so uh, his, was mode, to, his was motives are people that were broken. I, I
0: guess we could say his motives are pure. His execution was probably a little askew, <laughs> questionable. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I can nurse S- Ratchet over here. Slightly <laughs> controversial. <laughs> so um from there you can draw the lineal connection that Canada's Department of National Defense, they were our allies and partners. They were like one of our major partners in the MK, MK Ultra um programs. They too believed that what we believed about um China and Korea and Russia developing mind control programs, so they're also in it for the the nationalistic sense like there's a fight of ideology here, and so we need to further these programs so this is all done under the Department of National Defense out of Montreal so Kanye West
3: <laughs> okay <laughs> <All> right
0: <laughs> so everyone has abandoned Kanye West right and i'm just yeah. I'm just I'm I'm not, I'm just talking here. Yeah. Okay. We're just two friends talking here. Yep. Recording it and putting it on the internet. (laughs) 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 What do you mean? I'm fired. (laughs) Connie West. I'm your (laughs) (laughs) brother-in-law. Connie West. Everyone has abandoned him. He has become the poster child for hate speech, right? Uh, his record label abandoned him. His manager, his money manager, his his lawyer, his publicist, his booking agent.
3: His Do you think he's become the poster child for hate speech? I think uh, within the... I think he's become the poster child for anti-Semitism.
0: But, okay, so what we're doing is we're making the connection from what he's doing specifically to anti-Semitism with the Department of Homeland Security is saying like, oh, we're going to see an attack on anti-Semitism and then the overarching thing of all these things is we're going to tie that all into hate speech and hate speech laws. That's what I was saying before. I got you. Okay. We'll get there.
3: I mean, I just don't think that we've as a, it's kind of like, uh, every snow job that the government pulls on us. Like we're not there yet. They're just going to tell us we're there. Yeah. Like COVID for example, right. Is the most dangerous thing that's ever happened to anyone ever. And we're not there. Well, what's happening? They say it and they're using that to shut down businesses and control us. And by the way, California mask up. Um, but, but we don't. We're not there. Well, what I'm getting at is is what you're proposing. I agree with, but
0: what you are saying is that the bulk of people, the bulk of the population, is relying on the deep state and the relationship with corporate media to lead them as horses to the trough. Right? Here's we're gonna drink. Here's, yeah. Like here, what I'm getting at is that us have been sitting, urinating in that trough for six months. So drink up, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking start paying attention. OK. So every, everyone has a band named Kanye West, right? Yeah. He's, he's persona non grata. Totally. Right? He's toxic. Totally Even toxic. Alex Jones is like, you're out of your mind. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I mean, right. a- accolades there, yeah. but. <laughs> Except for one person. OK. His personal trainer. OK. And his handler. OK. It's a guy named Harley Pasternak. Right? No, I know him. You do? No, not really. Okay. Harley Pasternak was part of the Canadian What's his name? Pasternak. What was his first name? Harley. Harley, okay. Was part of the Canadian military, part of the Canadian Armed Forces. Really? Was he a Mountie? Uh, He wasn't a Mountie. Funny you should ask me the details of what he did in the military. (laughs) He did serve under Canada's Department of National Defense. Any guess as to what he did? He was contracted under the Department of National Defense to do? Mind control? Do experiments with soldiers on what different drugs did to their minds over an experiment <laughs> period <depending> of <on> time. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm just talking here. Wow. <laughs> Where do you find this shit? <laughs> A lot of it I just kind of come up with, like when I'm going running. <laughs> <laughs> you look it up. Okay, go okay. on. So that'd be your number one. I just oh, want like to throw that. I i heard there. so far. I'm not saying, I'm just saying that, that's what I read. Wow. You do with what, that information that you want. Interesting. There were also, um, I don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to the Department of Homeland Security, uh, there was a woman named Elizabeth Newman. So I'm bringing this back to trying to make, <laughs> I'm getting a little back to the mainstream a little bit about what we're trying to do with the idea of hate speech and connecting it to um, Kanye West. Uh, Elizabeth Newman, who, before working for the Department of Homeland Homeland Security, she ran the office for national intelligence. And the, the ONI oversees all intelligence agencies. They're in charge of the CIA, the DHS, the NSA, et cetera. And she had been steadily predicting a new 9-11 before January 6th. And she's saying like, right around the time of the inauguration, we're gonna see another 9-11, right? And William Barr, who also proposed the notions of pre-crime, also predicted that, and Michael Chertoff, who also was part of the de- par- Department of Homeland Security, were, they were all saying the same thing. There was a coordinated narrative. They're saying we're going to see a new 9/11 right around the inauguration, and it's all be beca- it's going to be because of these like right wing extremists, right? Mm-hmm. That was January 6th, was what they were talking about. They
3: predict- it's interesting because the people on the right who were really like in touch with what's going on were encouraging everyone else like stay away. Yeah, this just seems. This seems too uh, hot to be yeah. good for anyone. Just, yeah. You, like know what, McGinnis you know who? You know told Proud Boys, stay home. Yeah. Do not do, do not, not go into thing. the Capitol.
0: Yeah. And you know who wasn't saying that? You know who was? Ray Epps. Ray Epps.
3: <laughs> Antifa. Yeah. All these people were saying. I Nancy mean, Pelosi. We don't need the National Guard. No the cops that have held the door open and waved pe- protesters into the building.
0: Yes. It's very like, once you start that note, when I, I remember first seeing that footage of Ray Epps, I'm like, I don't know. just could be some random wing nut who knows. And then you do a little dive on Ray Epps. I'm like, so he did this because he was a just insane, like Trump sycophant, but he didn't go to the Trump rally. Right. He just went outside the Capitol and got everyone fired up to go into the Capitol. But he yeah. didn't go into but the Capitol. He didn't go.
3: He moved barrier, people went, barricades around. People he that, waved a flag to try to attract his right. followers. But he himself did not go inside the Capitol. And he was never detained or questioned by the FBI. And he's going free now. He was the only person that wasn't questioned by the Emperor. Or they said that, yeah, we oh, questioned yeah. him, there was nothing there.
0: Meanwhile, the people that did take part in the great meandering and mm-hmm. walk through the Capitol, not do any cause no damage, no violence, anything, some of these people are still in solitary confinement right now. Yeah. And this guy was outside stoking the flames to get people to go into the Capitol. Nothing. Not to mention, if you told me, if you gave me a pen and paper and go like draw me a Fed, I would draw Ray Epps yeah this is this is what i this is I would what draw one of the guys like. from patriot front. <laughs> patriot front which look like ray so obviously <laughs> it's a little slightly older version. younger <laughs> so what i'm trying to connect though is that when you see people involved with department of homeland security the I, dhs basically the deep state that work in concert with each other and they have these quote-unquote predictions of like a new 9-11, like it's gonna be January 6th, like this will be the big thing. And it's all to fight this same boogeyman, which is right wing extremism and hate speech, yeah. and trying to make the connection to words of violence. What they're trying to do is is present to you a pipeline of radicalization, right? Look at Kanye West, this is where it ends up, bodies on the ground. But it didn't happen in January 6th. They tried their hardest. Like this is, I mean, still you go on like Huffington Post, New York Times, Huffington Post, half the articles to this day, I mean, not that they're a barometer for actual information. Half yeah, the well, articles people watch it. People, are, people are read still about articles. January 6th. Yeah. And it's just, people are like, we, we don't care. No, I just saw, we don't care. One person died and they,
3: they were killed by a cop. By I just way. saw a tweet from Rob Reiner today. Yeah. And it was saying that, you know. <laughs> Poor if, guy, dude. <laughs> If, if tr- Trump has a big announcement coming out tomorrow, unless it's him admitting that the January 6th was a armed insurrection against the U S government, then it won't be a big yeah. air quotes, you know, announcement. Right. Yes. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's the same, you know, there was, there were no guns there. Yeah. My own mother told me that the, she's afraid of, for me, because I am into guns. She hopes that I don't go. Storm the Capitol sometime. I'm like, I live in California. I'm gonna go storm the Capitol. I'm gonna take time off work, fly out there (laughs) with with my guns, so I can sit Nancy Pelosi. You can't take ammo with a Bison guy. Am I gonna buy ammo when I'm there and then you know go storm? the Mom, the logistics of this are just insufferable. Exactly. And by the way, nobody at the Capitol had a gun. Yeah, they found a gun. They've they're. one of the biggest
0: things that they keep promoting, they found a guy with zip ties. It's
3: like, exactly.
0: okay. A large handful of those people were just fucking morons. <laughs> Fine. And also, but, but my mom when people said, talk about what they call it, like, well, there's an insurrection. I'm like, motherfucker, there are 450 million guns in this country. If Not you,
3: one if, of them showed up to. If there's an insurrection, yeah. you'll know that there's an exactly. insurrection. Exactly. And my mom said well those guys didn't they might not have brought guns into the Capitol, but you know they had them in their trucks <laughs> <laughs> we talked about okay alright <laughs>
0: uh, what
2: else do they have in their <laughs> truck I don't know what we're talking about right now motherfucker right there no nah, no nah, fuck this both you motherfuckers are crazy I'm going to my car get my other gun shoot everybody's ass
1: Raymond Raymond
0: Raymond
2: connection that
0: this is all a coordinated propaganda push and then when it is going in the same direction and coupled with a a very official warning by the department of Homeland security (laughs) that we are going to be looking at some kind of horrific mass casualty event that is the time to really start worrying because what they do is they take these events and they weaponize them to get
3: Mm, do they
0: when have they done that before? Uh, I don't know. Kathy Holchel and the Buffalo shooting, uh, El Paso and William Barr, uh, 9-11. Um, Patriot Act. Patriot Act. Uh, just every time it rains Other than or it doesn't rain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Other than those points, though, when do they do this? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to need to do a little homework on that and get back okay, to some you. actual answers. Thank you. But what they're trying to do is establish a notion of pre-crime, because hate crime, you know, hate speech, and words of violence is what pre-crime. Are, what, it's the same thing. What
3: greater wet dream for authoritarians is there than pre-crime? Than pre-crime and thought crime. Yeah. Being able to prosecute people for something they haven't done yet? Yeah. I mean, world, uh, world war, uh, Iraq War II, right? A preemptive strike. That's what that was.
0: mm mm-hmm. Yeah
3: we we talked they talked about that all the time in the media a preemptive strike we know that they have weapons of mass destruction we know that they're going to do something so we have to preemptively prevent them from doing it yeah it and, is the wet dream of totalitarianism and that's what
0: we're trying to see that's i that my prediction is that's what we are, are going to see happen and it's what we are watching happening in front of us if you are paying attention to the right sources as elizabeth newman put it from you know, from the DHS she has continually expressed that we need quote unquote new tool, new tools to try and stop domestic extremism Pre-crime thought crime you know now that you know your ideas and words can literally kill people now the state can look at you at being responsible for a crime that you haven't committed yet that's what pre-crime is and when she's talking out her notion of we need new tools it's we're looking at all the speech we're figuring out how to like deep platform it and censor it. And then that gets amplified by someone like Elon Musk taking over Twitter. I think is a, is, a, is a substantial element to this entire equation. They're like, now we need these new tools. Like, we need to be. What they're doing is not against the law, but we need to make it against the law so that we can come come down on them. Yeah. And then we have hate speech laws, which we
3: are. Well, we already have hate speech laws. How so? Well if i'm beating the shit out of someone in a bar fight yeah and i'm just pummeling gotcha, like, gotcha. rearranging their face yeah that's one thing and if i call them the n word or the g word mm. or the whatever word yeah all of a sudden now i'm really in trouble g word g word greek uh, no don't say it
0: okay. um, yes but this will be predicated upon the notion of only speech no violence to go along with it, this will be what you say online. For example, the art. No, your
3: you point show. is your point is yeah. well taken. Yeah, believe me. But but it's it's a ramping up of that based on a trend, probably not even what you actually said, but what you were planning on doing. Yeah. What you were planning on. Saying. What
0: we what we were pretty sure that you were up to.
3: Kind of like, I mean, uh, Stock ring. Yeah. Yeah. Printful just stopped printing the clothes for Gays Against Groomers mm-hmm. for that reason. Mm-hmm. Gays, gay people, against groomers. It's an organization that wants to stop the mistreatment of children. Yeah, and Printful, the uh, drop shop printing or uh, drop ship printing app, stopped printing clothes for them because. Of what they perceive to be homophobia And misinformation Their words, not mine By gay people By gay people Mm -hmm. Homophobia Gay homophobics By gay people Good name for a ska band too Totally (laughs) Maybe a coffee brand (laughs) So, yeah I mean, that that shit is happening right now
0: So here's here's just Here's the idea that I want to leave everyone with Is that the state and the woke mob They're going to use this they're going to illustrate this notion of the pipeline of radicalization to you and the way that they can connect an actual physical manifestation of something terrible to an ideology will be this notion of that words are violence and what i think people need to do i mean that is that needs to be stopped in its tracks as it is but take it to its logical extension with the way that the wind is blowing is now you need to think longer term is once they can establish that words are violence, once that precedent is set, just like the Patriot act, once these things are enacted and executed, they never go back. They never go the other way. Ask yourself, like, why am I in the airport taking off my shoes and belt? Like, this is stupid. It's because this power grab, This authoritarian control, this direction, never goes the other way. It only goes it's a it's a mission creep. It just keeps going and going and going. And when you take the notion of that words are violence, think about like the way that this can go off the rails. Like your behavior is violence, right? The things you say, the ideas you express are violence. They're literally killing people. And we know that as the notion of pre-crime, right? We know that it will. Now think about how this plays out with the notion of Gun control, not being vaccinated, sharing, sharing a Peter McAuliffe, uh, you know, article like, no, your article is keeping people from being vaxxed. The state narrative is that vaccines save life. You're killing people. You're going to jail. That's our, that's happening in England and Australia and New Zealand right now. Right. You know, people are going to jail for this climate change. You're not taking climate change seriously. You're killing people. Like you're going to jail. So, your ideas, your words, your speech are literally killing people. That's going to be the narrative. And that's, I think, is what they're trying to pull off with this. And you need to fight it with every step. Or we're all
2: fucked. Stick it in the ignition, so give me that. Let me give you that. Running her hands through my fro. Bouncing yeah. is why they on 20 foes. This body's standing there. I got a red, yes. 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 I got a red, in I got a red, yes. I Wrong. I'm like, know so what, I'm drunk Wrong. It's the freaking weekend, baby I'm about to have me some fun Crystal popping in the stretch navigator We got food everywhere As if the party was catered We got fellas to my left Honey's on my right We bring them both together We got you in all night Then after the show, is the after party, yeah. After the party, is the Hotel lobby, yeah. Roundabout about four, you gotta the lobby, yeah. Take it to your woman. Somebody, can I get her? Can I get a beat? Running her hands through my fro, bouncing yeah. yeah. on no twenty fours. Come on, body, take yeah. it It's a remix to ignition, hot and fresh out the kitchen. Mama, rolling that body, got it.